Hello and welcome to Inspire Me Today Radio. I'm your host, Gail Lynn Goodwin. You know, how many times do you get a really, truly inspired idea only to push it aside as unrealistic, impractical, or unlikely to happen? How many times do we push our dreams aside because we don't know how to make them happen or what steps to take first? Today's luminary believes that with each dream, each idea, we are also given all the resources we need to make it happen, or we wouldn't have been given the idea in the first place. And actually, I agree with that 100%. This luminary is a highly respected business leader, an entrepreneur, certified life and spiritual coach, and an inspirational speaker. For the better part of 30 years, he has inspired others to higher levels of understanding and achievement through workshops and presentations throughout the United States and Europe resulting in richer, fuller, more rewarding life experiences. Most recently, his passion is the exploration and application of spiritual laws that applies to prosperity and overall quality of life, which has resulted in the writing and publishing of his new book, The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression. His name is Jim Phillips. He's joining us today from his home in Virginia. And I am so honored, Jim, that you were here today to share your inspiration with us. Thank you for joining us at Inspire Me Today. Well, thank you, Gail. It's my pleasure. I'm excited to be here with you. Well, we are very excited to have you here. You're today's brilliance. You know, it's funny, Jim. I get literally, oh boy, I get a lot of these and I read through each and every one of them. And there are certain ones that I pull out and I'll send over to Kristen, our COO, and say, wow, I love this. I want to talk to this guy. And yours was one of them in that In your Today's Brilliance, and for those of you who haven't yet read it, go to Inspire Me Today, put in Jim Phillips in the search box, and take a look at it, because it's really one that, this is one you're going to want to print out. Stick it on your refrigerator, stick it on your desk, put it where you see it, because what Jim talks about, I believe, is the core essence to how to have a very happy, fulfilled life. But Jim, before we jump into that, what I really want you to do Start at the beginning. Give us the Reader's Digest condensed version, so to speak. How did you get to be who you are? Just share a little of your story with us. It's funny because I'm I'm asked this question all the time. People who have read the book and want to know where I came up with or how I was given the ideas and the, the information and the wisdom that came out of the book. And quite honestly, my life has been a normal life. I don't have any experiences other than one, and I'll share that in a second, that I can really point to to say that that my life has been any different. I haven't had any real challenges during my life that I have had to overcome. I wasn't, I've never had any uh, debilitating illnesses or anything. It's just been, my life has always been about, as long as I can remember, about trying to understand human capability and why certain people are successful, maybe why others are not. And then certainly looking at that and applying it to my own life, I was always questioning, well, who am I? And why am I not as successful as some of these people that I'm seeing that are being successful? Did you but, take did you take the normal path, Jim, and you know go to college, get a job, and then have this epiphany of ah, I think I want to go this way instead, or is this what you've always done? Well, when I was 13 years old, I was sitting in church with my parents, and this to me really is more or less the the conscious starting point of this. I believe that we're all on our spiritual path from the day we come into this incarnation. 
I don't believe that we all of a sudden start walking on a path that we can now see as spiritual. I think we just become aware of the fact that we are on this path and have been all along. When I was 13 years old, I was sitting in church with my parents and born and raised Christian, certainly believe in uh, Jesus and God and all those things that the Christian religion would, would have us believe. But church didn't resonate with me. It was just a very uncomfortable situation for some reason. I would go to church and I just, there was an uneasiness about it. And it had more to do with the fact that it just didn't seem right to me. And I, I can't explain why that is. But on this particular Sunday, again, I was 13 years old. I was sitting there with my parents and I was looking around watching what was taking place. And all of a sudden, this voice, as clear as can be, said, you're going to be doing this someday. And I'm looking around trying to figure out, well, where did this voice come from? And obviously, there was nobody there that had said that directly to me. And I'm thinking, well, there's just no way. This doesn't feel right to me. I I can't see myself doing this. I can't see myself standing in front of a congregation. And then within a couple of minutes, the same clear voice said, you're going to be doing it differently. And that was the end of it. So since my age of 13 and that particular experience, I've, I've known that there was something that I was going to be bringing forward. Didn't really know what it was. Mm-hmm. Didn't, know, didn't know how it was going to come to be. But I, I, I was very much aware of events during my life. And I would have an experience, let's say, where I was talking to somebody. And all of a sudden, I would say something that, that really would be beyond what I should have been able to understand at that particular age. Let's just say it was some kind of wisdom that came out. And I would, I would make note of it. I wouldn't say anything to anybody. I would just say whatever that was. But I would, I would take note of it and just think, okay, well, this is one of those experiences that for whatever reason, this is preparing me for whatever it is I'm to do whenever I'm to do it. Right. And then mid-20s, I did. I went to college, graduated from college, got a business degree. I've been involved in the real estate industry now for 36 years. And have done a lot of coaching and training and speaking within the real estate industry, but always with a a spiritual slant to it, because that's just been a part of me for as long as I can remember. But when I was in my mid-20s, people would give me books, and they were metaphysical books, and they were things that I was not familiar with until I started reading the books and realized that what was in those books I already knew. I, or I had an idea of it. I, I'm not going to say that I knew everything there was in these books, but I had an awareness of, of the information and of the mm-hmm. wisdom that was there. And then it was just a matter of, of going through my life and having all the experiences that I was having and applying what I had learned. And every time I had an experience, looking at that and saying, okay, well, what was it within this experience that is preparing me for this next step? And it just got to the point where through my, my writing, I, I was writing a blog, and then also through the workshops I was creating, it just got to the point where it all had to be put down in writing. I, I could no longer contain it the way that I had. Sure. And just started about two years ago and started writing it, put pen to paper, and then ended up publishing the book, The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression, that came out in March. How exciting is that? I mean, really, you know, it's funny. I also grew up back east had the same kind of feeling sitting in church in a Methodist church in Pennsylvania, growing up thinking there has to be more than just this. And my background is also in real estate. So as you're talking, Jim, I'm thinking I'm, I'm like really connecting with you on several different key places here as far as the story that we created when we first came, you know, as we grew up in this world. And so it's been very interesting. And uh, I, too, have become one of those seekers from a very early age, just figuring out that there is definitely more to this, and hence the foundation and the creation of Inspire Me Today, to bring light to people like you, to share your words 
with people across the world so that we can all have a better and happier path to walk, I guess is the easiest way to put it. Mm-hmm. Well, you you know, some people would look at you and say, it's easy. This guy is this great best-selling author, a great speaker. He's got it made, but my life is tough. And they talk about, you know, those who have adversity, those who are frightened. You talk, Jim, in your Today's Brilliance about, you know, if you've got that dream, follow it. But so many people are afraid to do that. And so talk about that a little bit. Do you ever feel fear? Have you ever felt fear? And if so, how do you get through adverse times or fearful times and still move forward and take baby steps each day toward that dream? Well, I think it's important for everyone to understand that regardless of where one might find themselves spiritually, that doesn't mean that life is just smooth and easy and that there are no bumps in the road. In fact, I have found that I've probably had more adversity since I've become aware of who I am and where I am. Instead of at it as something that would hold me back, I look at it as something that's helping me expand my experience of myself. So actually expanding my awareness and my spirituality. Am I fearful? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to say that I'm not. I, I don't buy into fear because I don't look at life as being something that's fearful. I look at life as being something that is wonderful and joyous and that is ours to make of it whatever it is we want to make of it yes i think that people and and there's a term that i use in my book called fearsightedness and and those i use that term to describe people who look at life through eyes of fear or difficulty or challenge or somehow they're the victim instead of being the benefactor of life and I choose the other way. I, I look at, at life through what I call clear-sightedness, which is just the opposite. It's where your eyes are open and receptive to the absolute pure potential that exists to create whatever life experiences you want to create. To get more to your point with with me and this this journey that I'm on, and, and when you were reading the introduction, one thing that just jumped out at me was a quote that's in the book, and you you, you went around it a little bit. You didn't actually say it, but I think it's extremely important. And when there is fear that, that comes up with someone, especially if they have an inspiration that they've been given, and there's just that reluctance reluctance to step into their magnificence, which to me means you're going after it. You're right. allowing yourself to have that experience. But the quote is that when we're inspired to do something, it's intended to be. And if it's intended to be, all that is necessary for it to be is provided and that's how I wrote my book I had every fear and trepidation and concern about what people might say think or do about me because of what I was writing because quite frankly a lot of what's in the book nobody knew even my family there were some things that they read and they go really we didn't know that about you and and it was because I wasn't allowing people to see me for who I knew myself to be the truth of who I am And so that quote is what helped me get through a lot of those limiting beliefs and thoughts that I had during the process of writing the book. And to me, it's a, it's a mantra. It's really a way to look at life and to recognize, okay, if I'm, if I'm inspired to do this, it's intended. And if it's intended, then I'm going to be given absolutely everything that is necessary for this inspiration to come. Can I add comma? Can I add comma? Even if you don't know how or where or when or any of the details, it will still show up. Do you agree? Absolutely, because you don't know how. Exactly. I, you, and that's the beauty of it. You, you just let go of the fact, okay, I've got this inspiration. 
and you open yourself to receive whatever it is that shows up. And that's why I say that whatever is necessary will be provided. You just have to open yourself to allow that in and, and not question it or doubt it. And don't yeah. have any preconceived notion of how it's going to happen or how yeah. it's going to show up. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, Jim, I want to read part of your today's brilliance because this is the part that I went. I'm reading this going, yes, yes, yes. So I want to read this part because I really want our listeners, our community that are on this call with us right now to hear this. So um, follow with me if you will and then comment at the end of this, okay? But these are Jim's words from part of his today's brilliance and it's right along what he's talking about now. When you are inspired to do something, whatever it is in you that calls to be expressed, answer the call. Be bold. Cross the threshold into uncertainty with the joyous anticipation that you are in fact stepping into your magnificence and that whatever results will benefit you and others. Otherwise, you would not have been put there in, or you would have not have been inspired in the first place. And seriously, that just made me say yes. And you know, Jim, whenever I get confused or, you know, I, I, I question the how. I look to nature. It's just been something I've grown up with. The answers for me are always in nature. And I find it really interesting that if you have a poison and an antidote, they grow almost next to one another. All through nature, this happens. And yet people will see the problem and they don't look right next to it for the answer. Or they'll see the opportunity, but they don't look right next to it for how to make that opportunity grow into something truly that expresses their own magnificence. And that to me is what you're talking about here, that you take those baby steps each and every day, not knowing how you're going to get from A to Z, but you might know how to get from A to B. Do you agree? Absolutely. It, it, what we need to do is do what we can and understand that that very step is what's sending notification to the universe, I'm in, I'm with you, we're going forward with Let's this. Let's do this. Exactly. You're, so you're communicating directly with the divine or whatever word anybody wants to use, and you're saying yes to the inspiration. And then it might be a little challenging. You're going to have some things that are going to show up that are part of the process, but we have to understand that that process is also helping us expand and step more deeply and more fully into our magnificence, which is what we're here to do anyway. Absolutely. So it's, it's always creating those opportunities for us. Well, talk to us about the new book, The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression. And specifically, Jim, what I want you to touch on is how do you think this can help people get from where they are to where they want to be? Well, the title of the book and, and it's, it's interesting to me because this just jumped out at me when I, when I was first putting this together. And yet I've had quite a few people who have read the book, didn't recognize what I'm about to say. But if you look at the title, The Key to Life, life is an acronym for living in full expression. So the word life holds within it the answer for the key living in full expression. We do that. We open ourselves to not only our own magnificence, but the magnificence of life in general. And then we understand, and I think we appreciate 
appreciate and we draw to us and to embrace and to accept and to experience. And to me, the whole idea of living in full expression is that we are here on this planet so that we can have the grandest experience of self possible. And we co-create those experiences that give us that opportunity to do that. And so that's really what the book is about. It goes through a lot of different uh, ideas and topics and, I think, perspectives to, to give people who would read the book the opportunity to look at life, to look at themselves in a, in a different way, or at least in a way perhaps other than how they have looked at themselves and looked at life, and, and start to appreciate and accept themselves, number one, for who they are, regardless of how they may appear when they look in the mirror. That has nothing to do with anything. What I'm talking about is, is their true essence. And, and we all know when we're living from our truth because of the way we feel. And I think that's another important point to bring up is that we have to become aware of our feelings and we have to become aware of our feelings and see how our feelings are connected to our outward experiences and those things that are happening outside of us because there is a direct correlation. And the more we understand that we hold that power within us, the greater the choices we're going to make because then we're going to be making choices that we know we're going to be creating intentionally those experiences we desire. And then it impacts everybody around us because then we serve as an example to them of what's possible. Excellent. Couldn't agree with you more. One of the other things I loved in the copy that you sent me is when you talk about identity theft. Can you touch on that a bit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was kind of a funny topic for me when it first came up because I was walking real early one morning and for whatever reason just the whole notion of identity theft came up and of course that's one of the issues that's in the news all the time now and there's a lot of fear around it our identity being stolen in terms of credit cards and social security numbers and that sort of thing and then I just I went from that to thinking about well most of us are lying to ourselves in terms of who we are we don't live our lives based on the truth of who we are we live our lives based on the truth of perhaps unfortunately what other people say we are who other people say we are or even things that we want people to believe about us that we know are not true and so the identity theft is that we've actually stolen our own identity from ourselves we we haven't allowed our true selves to be what's being experienced and expressed on an ongoing basis and so the whole point of identity theft is just recognizing that recognizing that we are withholding our magnificence. Nobody else is. Life certainly isn't holding it back from us. In fact, life gives us every opportunity to step into it fully and completely and to have that experience. But it's, it's us. We do it with our limiting beliefs, our limiting thoughts. We do it. Uh, another topic that's in the book is, con- is living conditionally. We do it based on we live our lives according to what other people tell us we should do or, or who they say that we are or our fear of what other people might say, think, or do as a result of something we may say, think, or do. And the truth of the matter is that when we're living from the truth of who we are, our true identity, and to me our true identity is we are an extension of the divine and that as we live in full experience and expression of ourselves, we are allowing the divine to do so through us. And the more that we can live from that truth, the more that we are experiencing our true identity and allowing, as I said, the, the, the goodness of life to, to pour forth and to give us those opportunities for those magnificent experiences that we're here to have. Yes, yes, yes. But Jim, what do you say to those that are listening right now that are going, yeah, well, this is easy for him, but come on, I've got to pay the mortgage, I've got to feed the kids, I'm a single mom, I've got two jobs, blah, 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 whatever it is. And I mean that truly with all love and respect. I've been there. 
You know, those kind of experiences can make you rethink things. So what do you say to that person about the fact that their identity, their magnificence is still there? What advice would you give them on how to move closer to where they want to be? There's a, there's a program that I put together, and this is part of the coaching that I do, and it's called the Seven Keys to Life Mastery. And the first of the seven keys is awareness. And it's the first thing that I tell my coaching clients. It's the first thing that I would tell somebody that would be going through the experience that you're talking about, Gail. And it's first and foremost, be aware. Be aware of what's going on around you. Be aware of the opportunities that exist. Be aware of the feelings that you have within you. And then it's a matter of recognizing that we do have the power to change those feelings. And when we can change those feelings and our perspective, we're going to see the experiences around us change. Now, the interesting thing is somebody that would be in an experience like you're talking about, they look at it as being difficult and challenging. And I'm not trying to minimize that at all. There are many, many people in this country and in this world that are having very difficult times. Right. However, the point is that within these difficult times, they are actually expressing and experiencing their magnificence because they're handling it. And it might not be comfortable, but it is their magnificence that's carrying them through. What a beautiful way to look at it. I mean, it really is. It's a very beautiful, compassionate, loving way to look at it. But even so, okay, I'm being carried through it. I don't want to be carried through it anymore. I want to get through it. I want to get to where I want to be. What steps do you recommend? Is there anything tangible that you do or, I mean, perhaps habits or rituals that you do on a daily basis that kind of keep you grounded and kind of keep you moving forward that you might share just some tangible steps with our audience that might help those folks in that situation? Well, one of the things that I would do is I would ask people to, to check their beliefs. What is it you believe? What are you making your decisions against? Because our decisions are made against our beliefs. And when I went through this process myself, what I realized is that most of what I believed were not my beliefs. As an example, somebody that's going through a difficult financial time, they may feel like they don't have the skills to get a different job. Well, according to who? Who, who said you don't have the skills to get a particular job? Sure. And so we, so we buy into that and we say, okay, well, I can't get another job. I, I, I'm, I don't have these skills that are necessary. And, and what I would say is, okay, well, let go of any thoughts that you might have about what, you're, what you can't do and open up your mind and open up your heart and think about what you're passionate about. What is it that, that you are really passionate about? And, and allow yourself to get in the feeling of that passion as much as possible. Now, a lot of times when I've had people do that, they're going to say, yeah, but what I'm really passionate about won't pay the bills. But what I would suggest is that when we allow that passion to come through us and fill us, it gives us a totally different perspective on life. And we can continue to do perhaps the career or the job that we're in right now. But we also are now incorporating our passion into that, that mix, into that formula. And the more that we allow that, the more expansive we become. The more we become aware of perhaps other opportunities that are around us. And our energy just changes. And, and when our energy changes and, and rises in frequency, we're going to start attracting towards ourselves those, those higher frequency opportunities. We're going to start seeing life a little bit differently. And, and I know some people that might be listening to this and go, yeah, that sounds too, too new age or whatever term somebody might throw. But the fact of the matter is it's not new age. This is the, this is the way that it's been forever. We've, we've all just lost sight of the fact that this is what we're capable of doing. And this is the way that, that things work, that there is this energetic attraction to 
things that we might want to create in our lives or experiences that we want to have. So it's a matter of, of really just understanding that, believing in ourselves, number one, trusting ourselves. And I guess just using the word trust, that brings up something else. It's a question that I've asked people many, many times. And it is, number one, I would ask them, what one thing could you do that would totally change your life? And of course, if somebody's in a difficult financial situation, they'll say something like make more money or get a different job or do this or do that. And I'll say, well, those are all fine things. If you could do that, you probably would have done that by now. But for some reason, you haven't done that. But one, what one thing could really change the way your life is unfolding right now? And it boils down to trust. And if you think about it, if somebody absolutely trusts themselves, they're going to take steps that they wouldn't ordinarily take if they didn't trust themselves. So true. Gonna, so gonna, true. Yeah. So that that would be another thing is just look at yourself and just and, and look at how you can. I don't want to say develop because I think there's always trust within us, but maybe expand the trust that we have for ourselves that's within us. Or, expand re that. or remember. Exactly. That's a good, a better word. Because it's there, you know, and I, I guess I take that even one step further, Jim. And when I really want something in my life to, that I'm trying to you know, manifest something into my life, I act as I go back to that seven-year-old little girl and I play pretend. And I actually celebrate it in advance as if it's already happened. And I'll hoot and holler and jump up and down and dance and woohoo. And somehow I honestly believe that that brings it about faster. Right. And I agree with that. And, and what happens within you when you're jumping up and down and you're excited and you're woohooing? What happens within you? Oh, everything. My, my cells all start dancing. I mean, seriously, it's an energetic vibe that shifts within me to right. possibility. Right. Even so when I don't know how. Right. And so you're raising your frequency. You're raising Absolutely. your attraction of those things that you want to have. Here's another here's another way to look at things, and I absolutely agree with what you're saying because I think anything that we can do to change our physiology and, and change our mindset that would free us and allow us to have that sense of wonder and awe that we had when we were children, I, I just think it's wonderful in terms of, of what it can do for us. But if we... I just lost what I was going to say because I got into wonder and awe. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you think of that, let me share a short story with you, if I may. Okay. In reference to the power of celebrating in advance. As you know, here for Inspire Me Today, I interview amazing luminaries like you. And two that were on the top of my hit list, shall we call it, were Richard, Sir Richard Branson, and who is the founder of Virgin, and mm -hmm. Guy Laliberté, the founder of Cirque du Soleil. And for probably a year, I'd been trying to reach out and, hey, do you know, do you know Richard Branson? Do you know Guy Laliberté? Just asking people. Nothing came of it. One day, a girlfriend of mine called and said, hey, I need you to go out into the woods of Montana today and shoot a 30-second video of you doing your happy dance. And I said, anything for you. And then the day kind of went downhill and got a little nutty. And it wasn't the kind of day that I was actually feeling the vibe to go out and do a happy dance, but I had already mm -hmm. promised her that I would. So I grabbed my husband, grabbed the video, went outside, handed him the video camera. We went to a friend's big open vista meadow. And lo and behold, right next to the edge of the meadow, they had a trampoline. So my husband laughs and says, yeah, get up on the trampoline. So I'm up on the trampoline, jumping up and down, and I still wasn't feeling it. And I said, honey, give me something to 
to celebrate. And he goes, Richard Branson just emailed you and invited you to join him at his home in the British Virgin Islands to come videotape him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, yes, yes, yes. And I'm jumping and hollering and dancing like it had happened, man. I was celebrating my happy dance. And then he threw out, and Guy Lillibertay's assistant emailed, and she wants, Guy, Guy said yes, and, you know, he's going into all the details of this. And I was feeling it. My skin was tingling. I was jumping. Two hours later, we got back in the office, and do you want to guess what two things happened while I was gone? I don't think I need to. <laughs> Both of them, exactly as I celebrated it, happened during the exact time that I was on the trampoline celebrating. That, to me, is the power of celebrating in advance. Right. Right. That is, that's a remarkable story. I, I love that. I kept those two emails, and I have them hanging in my office on a bulletin board because on those days that you wonder, oh, I'm here, I'm at A, I need to get to, to C, I don't even know how to get to B, how is this going to... And it's like, wait a minute, stop. If that happened... That is a universal force. That's not magic. That's not California woo-woo, new age, whatever. This right. is practical, tangible, real stuff that works. Right. Go do that. And it's a reminder to me on the days when I forget, because I think we all slip back into forgetting who we are and how unbelievably magnificent we are and the power that we have as infinite, as infinite beings. Yeah, and you know the interesting thing when you were talking about jumping on the trampoline and and your husband was giving you all of the the names and all the things that were taking place. One of the really important aspects of that is that you were totally out of your own way. Oh, you, completely. You yeah, there were no thoughts about well, this is silly. This isn't going to happen. Richard Branson's not going to contact me. It was just you were totally open and in the experience. And, and that's what I want people to understand, that if we can put ourselves in the experience, in the midst of the experience, even though it's not happening other than how we're creating it right now, if we can put ourselves in the midst of the experience and, and get filled with the feelings and the emotion. And the other thing that I suggest people do is that when they're in, in the midst of the experience, don't look at it and see themselves in the experience. Be in the experience of what you're seeing is from your eyes. You on the trampoline, you're not seeing yourself jumping on the trampoline. You're seeing your husband there with a video camera, videotaping you while you're on the trampoline. Sure. You know, if, if you were to envision that. And, and if, if people would understand just the power of the imagination and the power of our feelings and raising our frequency, as you said, and then the intention, because that's what it was. It was a huge, powerful intention that you were putting out there. I think that's really cool. Well, you know, it, it actually was such a reminder and such a lesson for me. A, I'm such a tangible person. And this was so tangible because it was two things I celebrated and two things that happened. And the fact that they happened at the same time still makes my mind go, really? I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, it's magical. And it all came from trust. Mm-hmm. Allowing myself to be that seven-year-old little girl again that, you know, puts a cape over your shoulders and thinks you're superwoman. That's mm -hmm. awesome. If we can get out of our own way, get out of our head, get out of all the lists of I can't do it because of this, 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 and this, and just say, okay, just for now, I'm going to pretend that I can. Just mm -hmm. for now. I'm going to mm -hmm. go celebrate that it's already happened. And then watch what happens. It's pretty magical stuff how this works. And so I'm very grateful not only to you for the Today's Brilliance that you've written that talks about a lot of this, but also for your new book. I cannot wait to read this. This will be very, very fun. 
And you know, Jim, you've shared great stuff with us already, and I'm very grateful for those insights. Right now, if you were to summarize your greatest wisdom that you've learned in however many years you've had here on earth, what would you want to pass on to others right here, right now? I think it's really a summation of what we've been talking about. And that is that we are so much more powerful than we allow ourselves to be. There is, there is nothing that we can't do if we give ourselves permission to. And the, the thing that I was going to mention a minute ago that, that I lost is that if we accept that everything already exists as pure potential and that all we have to do is choose what it is that we want to experience and then align with that, it's going to happen. And, and really, that's what I mean by the power that we have. And, and we need to accept it and embrace it and understand it and honor it in one another. If somebody else has something that you would like to have as an experience, don't look at them and say, well, they have something more than you do. No, they've just used what you have that you haven't used. It's, it's oh, the same what a, thing. What a great way to put that. Yeah, it's the same thing within all of us. And instead of competing with one another, thank each other for the successes that each of us have had because it's another example of what's, what's possible for each one of us. And it might not be exactly the same way, but it's showing us that we have this, this, this power and this potential within us. And it really is a matter of choosing it and, and allowing everything that is working in partnership with us to bring about whatever it is that, that we would love to experience, whether it's Rich Branson sending an email or whatever it could be. And, and the fact of the matter is it's endless. We don't just get one choice and then that's it. it it's a matter of continuing with this process. In fact, I, just real quick, I was on a, on a phone call the other day or a, a teleconference the other day listening to a friend of mine that was giving a presentation and she had a caller that was on the phone with her and Ever since I heard this question I'm going to share with you, it's just kind of blown me away, and I think about it every morning. And it just summed up so much of what I think we experienced. But the question was, how much good can you handle? How much good can you handle? And I started thinking about that. I'm going, well, what do you mean, how much good can I handle? I can handle all the good that comes my way. And then I started realizing, well, no, I can't, because when things start to get too good is when I start to question why. And why should I question it? Why shouldn't I just be open and receptive to it? It's there. And grateful. And there's no, yeah, and grateful. There's no reason for it to end. Appreciate it, embrace it, enjoy it, and absolutely be grateful for it. Wow. How much good can you handle? Woohoo! Bring it on a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome stuff. And I, I love how you said, you know, we are so much more powerful than who we think we are. And if you take that, you know, to our listeners, take that into your hearts today and ask yourself, okay, if I was up on that trampoline, I'm up there hooting and hollering and dancing and celebrating. What am I celebrating? What is the one thing that you want or the two things that you want right now to bring into your life? You know, close your eyes and go to that space and figure out what they are. And then get outside, go jump up and down, move, get your body involved with this. And just, even, no one has to be watching. Just go outside and jump up and down and let it out as if it's already happened. And keep doing that and watch how your life changes all from a point all from a perspective and a place of allowing yourself to pretend that you're seven again and that you believe in quote what's impossible because it is possible if you believe it is and that's the part for me that this just gets so incredibly exciting 
it's like, wow. I mean, I'm, you know, as I mentioned to you earlier, Jim, I'm literally sitting inside Glacier National Park in northwestern Montana right now talking to you with trees and bears and flowers, and it's gorgeous. And this to me was once a, oh, wouldn't it be nice if? And it all comes down to going for those walks every single morning or doing something every single day as part of your ritual, as part of your practice, where you express gratitude for what you have, and then you woohoo and hoot and holler for what is yet to be as if it's already here. And it comes so much faster. So it just gets exciting. I can't wait to read your book. Again, to our listeners, you can find out more about Jim by going to inspiremetoday.com, click on the search box, put in his name, Jim Phillips, and there you'll find his brilliant written inspiration that, as you know, we call today's brilliance, as well as his bio and a link to purchase his new book, again, called The Key to Life, L-I-F-E, meaning Living in Full Expression. It's just fun stuff. Jim, this has been great having you here. I do have to ask you, though, with all you've already done and realized and remembered and experienced in your lifetime, if you had just one more thing that you could accomplish or experience in your lifetime, what would it be? I can't even put that into one thing. And and the reason that I say that is is my book is about living in full expression. So to me, it's about living in full expression of who I am in every moment, regardless of what it is that's in front of me. It, it's the fulfillment I get and the, the sense of joy that I experience knowing that I am always being as much as I can be. And again, that doesn't mean there's not challenges. In fact, sometimes the challenges are what gives me the greatest feeling of satisfaction and fulfillment because I see how how powerful I am. They give me that opportunity to do that. Now there's certain, you know, I'd love to go different places in this world. I do have a couple of more books that I'm going to be working on. And, and those are all things that I want to, uh, to have and to experience. I'd love to come out to Glacier National Park. And you know, that's another thing that would be another wonderful experience. But to me, it's about living as fully and completely as I possibly can in everything that I'm doing. What matters is my opinion of me and who I am and who I'm, who I'm being. Yes, yes, yes. This has been such good stuff, Jim. Thank you again for spending time with us today here at Inspire Me Today. It's Our site is as amazing as it is because of people like you who give of their time, give of their heart, give of their love and their energy to share the wisdom that they've learned with people around the world. I mean, we're 25 million and counting right now in 185 different countries. And so we greatly appreciate you taking the time that you have. Jim, is there anything you want to add in closing? Just everybody trust. Trust in yourself. Trust in life. Trust that life wants you to have all the goodness it has to offer. Open your heart. Receive it. And just live your life in full expression of who you truly are. I just want to close by saying thank you to our listeners. You guys are here for us each and every day. You come listen to our interviews each and every week, and we greatly appreciate it. So thank you for spending part of your day with us. Come on back again next week. We'll bring you inspiration from another incredible luminary. And until then, remember, it's only when you have the courage to step off the ledge that you'll realize you've had wings all along. We're here for you. We love you. We'll see you again tomorrow. And thank you again for stopping by.
Let's go.